Well, hi, everybody. It's uh, Joe Chaffee on uh, what is usually the Joe and Joe Weather Show. However, we are less one Joe tonight. Uh, Joe had something come up uh, kind of at the last minute, so he's not going to be here tonight. So I am going to carry this all by myself, which I haven't done in quite a while. So uh, let's see. We've got a lot of things that are happening today. Uh, we have Two, not just one, but two name, new named tropical storms to start the month of September. Uh, Nana, uh, N-A-N-A, but I believe it's pronounced, the Na is N-A-H, so it's Nana. And uh, also we have Omar. Nana is in the Central Caribbean, uh, headed for Belize. I think it could become a, a hurricane before landfall. And depending on whether it gets into a mode where it can strengthen rather quickly, because conditions are going to be quite favorable once this little bout of northeast wind shear dies down, uh, conditions will be quite favorable for strengthening very warm water, very low wind, uh, very uh, little wind shear in the upper atmosphere. So there's an outside chance it could become more than just a minimal hurricane before it, it makes landfall, probably around the uh, central coast of Belize. And then from there, it goes west and probably west-southwest. It might even, uh, the remnant uh, low or depression could uh, come out on the Pacific side uh, after landfall on Thursday. It'll probably take a day or so to cross and then uh, move out on the Pacific side. It happens uh, every once in a while. Uh, so it's no threat to the Gulf of Mexico, and it's no threat to, of course, the, uh, the uh, states that uh, border the Gulf of Mexico. And we have Tropical Storm Omar, which formed from Tropical Depression 16. It's off the North Carolina coast. It's about 300 miles out to the east. It's a minimal tropical storm. To be quite honest, it doesn't look all that impressive on the satellite. Uh, it looks kind of sheared out to an extent. The, the low-level center appears, uh, at least this evening, to be mainly exposed. And it's, it's uh, an out-to-sea storm anyway. So it just basically gets a, a name out of the way. So... Uh, we uh, beat the earliest O-storm by a good week. Uh, that was uh, Ophelia uh, back in, I believe, in 05, but I'd have to double-check on that. And uh, now, of course, we're also focused on the weather here for the rest of this week and into the uh, Labor Day holiday weekend, which actually looks fairly uneventful, to tell you the truth. We're just going to transition over into a warmer and more humid air mass uh, maybe a few scattered showers or thunderstorms running around tomorrow and again on Thursday. Uh, and then after that, uh, it looks like a solid shot of uh, humid, uh, low humidity coming down. In fact, looking at the weather models today, it looks like we may actually delay uh, a little bit the arrival of the next cold front on Labor Day and kind of push it back uh, a bit. A few things going on in the atmosphere that's uh, kind of changing the way things are going to be happening early next week. So we may actually have the lower humidity hang on for uh, a good part of Labor Day. If we'll keep our fingers crossed and uh, see what uh, models tell us over the next couple of days. But uh, uh, it looks like uh, this dry air mass for the weekend may want to hang on uh, just a little while longer, making it pretty much a three for three for uh, as far as uh, nice weather is concerned. All right, so before we get to the weather maps tonight, uh, I just want to uh, just bring up a couple of things. Uh, first off, for those of you who are on my weather platform on Patreon, it's a subscription platform. A tier started at $2 a month. Uh, I just want to let you know, in case you haven't seen it, uh, that uh, if um, 
you uh, pay for the year, you get a 15% discount. So instead of uh, 24 bucks, if it's two bucks a month, it comes out to a little over 20 bucks. So you save, uh, I think, three dollars and sixty cents on the uh, on on a full year on the two dollar tier, and it's a fifteen percent uh, discount that applies to current members and any new members that would like to join. So if you do, it's Patreon.com/slash Meteorologist Joe Chaffee. I do a lot of extra weather stuff just on the Patreon platform that I don't do uh, anywhere else. Also. Don't forget that this um, uh, this show and also the morning weather in five is uh, available as a podcast uh, under the uh, uh, Joe and Joe Weather Show. If you search for it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of the other podcast hosting sites that are out there. So if you can't see the show, you can always listen to it uh, at your leisure. So let's start with the tropics tonight and just take a look. Uh, everything seems to be spinning <laughs> the way, the way uh, things are. I've got the full Atlantic view and uh, the uh, intertropical convergence zone, which is that zone of clouds that you see out in the tropical Atlantic, is very, very busy. And actually, if you look at this satellite closely, you can see how the wave that became the low that became uh, Tropical Storm Nana in the Caribbean is those the whole stream, that whole area of clouds is kind of connected from east to west. So it, it's very active. And also remember that the weather models have not done a very good job uh, at, at uh, showing these storms developing at all. Through much of this season, they've been having a real tough time. I actually prefer it that way. Uh, but these things seem to be spinning up no matter what. So in spite of what models are seeing, uh, conditions apparently are uh, pretty good across uh, from the standpoint of development. Uh, they're fairly solid across much of the Atlantic Basin. And even though we're not seeing these storms form out in the tropical Atlantic, where you get these long-duration tropical storm and hurricanes marching across the Atlantic that take days and days and days, they seem to be waiting until they get a little bit closer west of 60 degrees west before they start to spin up. But uh, you see Omar off the uh, east coast, east of the Carolinas. I'll give you a close-up view of this in just a bit. Nana in the Central Caribbean. Looks fairly well-defined on the loop tonight. Uh, and then you've got a, several tropical waves in the Atlantic. There's one moving off the African coast that uh, is, looks uh, rather sizable. And this is something the Hurricane Center points out to uh, points out in their in their outlook that has a, already I have a 50% chance of this becoming a tropical depression or a tropical storm in the next five days uh, as it heads towards the Cabo Verde Islands. There's also a low that's developed ahead of it, and you can kind of see it where that when the sunset line swings across it uh, in the tropical Atlantic. There's a weak low that's developed there. There's not a whole lot of convection with it. Uh, but that's going to be moving westward, and, and upper air winds are somewhat favorable uh, for uh, a little development there, too. So we're going to keep our eyes on that. Who knows? We may have another name or two out of the way be between now and uh, the time Memorial Day weekend comes to an end. So we're going to put that picture back, and uh, let's, um, uh, let's start with the uh, close-up loop that I have of the uh, Caribbean system, and we'll be able to see Omar on this as well and here it is and i'll freshen this loop up 
because this is from overnight and this morning. So this is before they named it. So you see how uh, it, it uh, has a fairly uh, nice looking signature here on the satellite, even from overnight and this morning. And then uh, gradually uh, you saw a, uh, the, a burst of convection there uh, near the center that happened later this morning. Uh, they, uh, Hurricane Center actually had this as a par as a potential tropical cyclone that uh, advisory they issued out at 11 o'clock. They were waiting for the reconnaissance aircraft to uh, send them confirmation, which it did. Gave them two two plots, uh, uh, closed off the of uh, being able to close off a center, and then at noon they made it a tropical storm. But it's it's kind of on this straight line march to the west because we do have an upper ridge. To the north of it that runs from the Atlantic across the Gulf of Mexico. So there's really no opening here for this to turn northward. Uh, it looks like it, it is just going to go uh, straight westward. Now, in the meantime, Tropical Depression 16 uh, became Tropical Storm Omar, and that was upgraded uh, late this afternoon. It's on the very top center of this shot here. And if you you, you actually can see the low-level center is pretty well exposed, certainly on the west and northwest side. There is some convection on the east side, but uh, in terms of what they saw on the satellite and, and the uh, uh, the winds that they were able to, to determine from the, the, the satellites uh, and the scatomometer uh, that uh, it, it had 35 knot winds, so the, it made the criteria for a tropical storm. Notice the clouds up to the east of it. They're all pretty much moving from west to east, so this really doesn't have... You know, this this destiny here is just going to be to take it uh, straight out uh, to uh, the uh, the east. So meanwhile, let's go back to Tropical Storm Nana and uh, there you, the hurricane tracking models, which actually have come a little bit. They, they maintain this westerly course, but they've actually kind of moved up a little bit further to the little to the north. Not a lot, but a little bit uh, where it keeps it over open water right until Thursday morning rather than, say, coming uh, ashore over over the coast of um, of Nicaragua, we're seeing it just sort of, and Honduras, it's just sort of moving along here. And uh, most of the hurricane tracking models take it over Belize. And then you see they turns it, uh, they start to turn it more west-southwest and begin to emerge it after 72 hours uh, on the Pacific side. The, the northernmost model uh, is one that takes it right on the border of Belize and Mexico and the Yucatan Peninsula and takes it straight across and then straight west either way. I mean, there's no, there's nothing here that, that, that even remotely suggests that you're going to start seeing this turn up to the northwest and, and head toward the Yucatan Channel and then out into the Gulf of Mexico. So there's no threat here for the Gulf Coast uh, in any way, shape, or form. This is going straight to the west. And with respect to the intensity models, you do have a few of them that take it up to category two status and uh, a, a, a fair amount of them to almost a category one or just on the category one line. The ship's model, which is an old model that goes back many, many years, uh, is uh, the most aggressive, but it has the, uh, uh, what makes no sense here is that it takes it to a category three uh, in 144 hours. Now, you know, I, so I don't know what what land plot would match with that. The only way that something like that happens is if it stays over water all the way through, and it's not going to do that. It's going to go. It's going to make landfall probably in Belize sometime on uh, Thursday morning. So here's your um, uh, Hurricane Center uh, forecast track. 
Uh, it's at a 16.8 north, 79.3 west. Uh, it's moving west at 18 or slightly north of due west. Then it's just going to bend more west and even slightly south of due west on the official uh, for forecast track. And for now, uh, we have uh, tropical storm warnings up in the area in blue, watches uh, in Honduras in the area in yellow. And you see how it, they have as a remnant depression moving into Mexico. So if you want to extrapolate this out uh, to, say, Friday afternoon, uh, you'll have that remnant low coming out over the open waters on the Pacific side. And we have had instances of systems that have done this. And when they get out on the Pacific side, uh, they uh, they bubble up and develop. In the meantime, uh, as far as Omar is concerned, it's probably not going to last too long. But here's the forecast track for Omar, pretty much uh, uh, east-northeast and then east. And the Hurricane Center just kind of weakens this to a remnant low uh, in, in uh, by, uh, along about late th later Thursday. Uh, sometimes these systems, when the ones in the Atlantic that are like this, uh, every once sometimes they do surprise in terms of strength, and uh, they become a little more, uh, I guess, tenacious. Is might might be a, a good word where you think they're going to disappear, and suddenly you're looking at something that's up at around uh, 55 or 60 knots, but. It really, at the end of the day, this is just an out-to-sea system anyhow and poses no threat to the mainland of the United States. So that's uh, that, that's pretty much um, good news from that respect. And, and I want to show you, you folks the upper air here in the, um, in the Atlantic uh, because of the fact that uh, we do see, you know, that westerly motion that uh, I'm sorry, that westerly motion. Yes, correct. I got it right the first time. Uh, from the uh, from from Nana in the Caribbean. Again, we have this upper high that is sitting out in the Atlantic. It's very strong. It's it's east. It's strong in an east-west fashion, as opposed to being built up north-south. So you have this. This has been the signature all summer long, really. This sort of narrow east-west ridge running across the subtropical Atlantic uh, extends all the way back, actually, to the Azores here. And uh, the westernmost extent of it uh, is into the western Gulf. There's a weakness when you get into Texas. You see that weak trough that's there in West Texas, but but not as kind of trapped underneath this. So it's going that way. And uh, there's nothing that suggests to me, if you notice, that the ridge really doesn't give way very much. In fact, it actually, by when, tomorrow night, it actually builds uh, into uh, uh, South Texas. So that uh, upper ridge actually gets stronger, which is probably the reason why we're going to see it turn more west-southwest with time. In the meantime, uh, at least with the standpoint of the systems that we see out in the Atlantic, these tropical waves, as long as we have some semblance of, of uh, upper high sitting out in the Atlantic, I would tend to think that that would probably drive most of this stuff uh, off to the west. Uh, over time, uh, as if if they if they start to develop and develop too quickly, they may respond to things going on in the upper atmosphere that could pull them more northwest out in the Atlantic. But for now, if we make the assumption that we're going to see these systems stay relatively weak, uh, they should be marching along. So I think there's going to be stuff for us to look at and and uh, and figure out in the coming days with res with respect to the waves that are still out there in the Atlantic. Meantime. Uh, as uh, our weather is concerned, of course, we're talking about a transition over to a warmer and more humid air mass here in the northeast and mid-Atlantic states, and that's already underway. We have a warm front that's coming up from the south. Uh, it's going to um, last into Friday, 
when a shortwave trough and cold front moves on through here Thursday night, early Friday. And then we're going to get into this nice northwest flow from Canada just in time for the Labor Day holiday weekend. And as I pointed out at the beginning, it looks to me like we're going to wind up holding on to that dry air in much of the northeast and, and maybe even down into the northern mid-Atlantic states, at least into the first part of Labor Day. That trough lifts out, and then another one swings in. Now, here's the thing. With early next week, part of that energy goes up to James Bay and lifts northward. There's another arm that comes down, uh, and, and this is something that the models have been showing for uh, many days. But one of the things that's happened is that the next trough that drops down seems to be dropping down further to the west on the last few runs. Instead of being, uh, say, along 80 or 85, actually uh, more like 85 west, instead of having a trough down along uh, somewhere eight, around 80 to 85 west, this one is closer to 95. And that's a, a, a sizable difference. We have a big upper high that's forecast to develop uh, east of New England early next week and that's going to keep a southerly flow here so i'm thinking well two things if we have an approaching cold front if it stalls out it looked like the stalling was going to occur right on top of us uh, bringing a lot of wet weather here for uh, tuesday wednesday and maybe even into thursday of next week until this upper trough were to pass by but if it winds up being this far to the west uh, that rain area will also wind up being further west. So we may just wind up, we may just end up in rather warm and humid conditions uh, into the middle part of next week before we see any kind of material change. Uh, the other thing I would point out is that with the trough further west and this upper high here, I, I've been saying how with all these waves running around, if something were to develop while we have this pattern setting up, uh, it could be problematic for for the east uh, in a situation like this if this winds up being correct if we do have something that develops then you could have uh, something that heads up say toward the southeast coast or to to to, to uh, florida uh, but um we'll see uh, again in the the upper pattern and something uh, and a tropical system they don't necessarily have to go together we could have all of this going on with the upper air and um not see uh, a darn thing as far as a tropical storm or a hurricane threat is concerned. So uh, at uh, 20 after 7, he's here. Mr. Rayo has joined us tonight. So I uh, just went through the tropics, uh, Mr. Rayo, and uh, the upper air. Um, everything okay? Yeah, the uh, the grass in front of my son's house and also the, uh, the maple tree will have to... Uh, uh, be replaced, be taken, be taken care of. But uh, but other than that, it is just fortunate that there was no major problem. They were inside when this accident happened and they saw this truck go flying across their front lawn, skidding off of the road and on their front lawn and uh, hitting hitting the maple tree. The guys, uh, uh, the trucks, uh, one of the one of the uh, one of the uh, doors is uh, nicely dented now. So. But um, as long as everybody's as long as everybody's OK, that's everybody. Uh, is everything fine. is everything is fixable except bad fashion. So, yes. you know, yes. you can't you cannot fix horrible clothes. So <laughs> as long as as long as everybody's safe, that's good. Uh, okay. We should 
Uh, you've, taken, you've already talked about Nana and Omar. and No, you talked about Nana. We went Nana, Nana, Nana. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, Tropical Storm Omar Sharif, uh, who uh, is he- headed out to sea. Um, should we uh, uh, say happy anniversary? Because today's the day, right? Today is the day, yes. Uh, the fine... In fact, the last thing my son said to me as I was getting back in the car to come here... It was a lovely said, oh, kettle of fish. Yeah, no, it's just a, oh, happy anniversary, Dad. <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't need this for an anniversary present, Joseph, but... Well, you know, it kind of broke, it, it sort of broke the monotony of the day, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I said to myself, yeah, 36 years ago, I was probably dancing on the floor with my bride, and here I am 36 years later at my son's home now, looking over the damage. What? That's, the state, that's... With the state trooper and the lights in the background going, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> but that's sort of how it goes. That's 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 how life is. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, anyway, so here we are, and uh, so, so you took care of the tropics. The tropics are all taken care of. Um, I got to tell you something. It turned out to be the first half of the day was like ugly up here. We had clouds, we had light rain, and or very misty drizzle. And then for whatever reason, all of a sudden, about mid afternoon, everything broke. The skies cleared. The sky became blue. It was, it suddenly, it was rather humid this morning and turned nice this afternoon. Nice. And now it looks like the clouds are beginning to reassert themselves as they get. Yeah, we, we, uh, we actually had a, a reasonable day. I, I had uh, a mix of sun and clouds pretty much all day, uh, all day long. Uh, you know, at, at times the, it would cloud over for a short time and then the sun would break out, break, break right through. Uh, I, Joe, I have to tell you, after looking at everything today, and we was, it was ex- just explaining about getting into the uh, upper air and the longer range implications for next week, this next trough for next week drops down further west. It slows the cold front down, and I was looking at the GFS with the dew points. If it's right, we may actually still have reasonable dew points here for a good part of Monday uh, before it starts to turn warmer and more humid. Yeah, I uh, I think uh, well, first of all, the weekend is uh, is a slam dunk. I think right now uh, with dew points in the 50s, I thought maybe the dew points might get back to the low 60s on Monday. But even if they do, it's it's still not going to be horrible from uh, uh, you know what what we have been subjected to through most of this uh, uh, summer season. And really, it may it may turn out to be Joe, from at least from my viewpoint, we may have after after uh, Thursday night. I think Friday through the weekend, through Monday and Tuesday next week could be could be dry here. Yeah, well, we won't see a dry, we we won't see a drop of rain if if this trough is as far west as being indicated. Uh, the uh, the GFS actually still had dew points here in the mid fifties on Monday afternoon, uh, and right after that they shoot up. So Monday night they they start going they start going way up. But yeah, if we take a look, I've just brought up the um, uh, the surface map. And I'll let you just bring up back up the maps up full screen here. Yeah, with the upper trough further to the west, that means the next cold front can't really get here. So here comes Friday's front. And, you know, I threw in that their chance could be a, sh- a shower tomorrow morning uh, and uh, or, or even a thunderstorm if one were to decide to pop up. And then maybe late in the day, there might be a few scattered around Thursday. Uh, uh, Thursday late afternoon or evening looks like there's sort of there's two fronts Joe there's or there's like a well there's a lead trough that comes through Thursday evening 
with some showers and storms. The, the main front and the dry line come through later Friday morning. So the dew points start to drop Friday afternoon. Big high. In fact, I'm looking at this the GFS for Saturday morning, except for a few dots of showers uh, in, over the southern tip of the Delmarva Peninsula in eastern North Carolina and a couple of spots in uh, near Del Rio in Texas. The whole country is bone dry. Mm -hmm. uh, very little going on. And then we have, of course, the next front making its approach with perhaps some severe weather across the Great Lakes on Sunday. But again, with that trough getting hung up, uh, that front uh, may have a may struggle uh, to get through here, and the showers and storms might wind up falling apart before they do. I'm, I'm looking at uh, zero Z Tuesday on the GFS. Most of the activities in western New York and western Pennsylvania, and then it just disappears. And then, of course. You start to deal with the action with that upper trough, and you see some uh, rather hefty rains in the nation, in, in the middle Mississippi Valley to the Great Lakes. But again, we're just kind of on the edge of this uh, for uh, Tuesday and Wednesday into Thursday of next week. So I'm not, I'm not overly impressed by uh, by all of this at the moment. No, I'm not impressed either. And it looks like a lot of that activity from the Great Lakes uh, over the weekend is going to kind of shear off to our north for Monday and perhaps into Tuesday as well. So um, I think I think we've got some nice weather to look forward to. Uh, we'll just have to wait for uh, uh, the next wave of moisture to move on through. We got, and we're not too far away, Joe, from the Storm Prediction Center uh, indicating that uh, we'd be near marginal uh, activity for uh, tomorrow and uh, again on Thursday. Uh, they're keeping that activity mostly just off to our west. Still a chance for a couple of rumbles of thunder here tomorrow and uh, quite possibly on Thursday especially. And then uh, get ready. Some nice weather. Yep. I think for Ronnie, it'll still be rather warm. Up in the Hudson Valley here, uh, as the dew point temperatures drop, we may see with the drying trend and a turn into the west with the winds, mid-80s, maybe even a few upper 80s on Friday. And then we'll cool back probably to uh, near 80 or upper 70s near 80. For Saturday and Sunday, I just uh, pulled up the uh, the dew point map on the new GFS, and you know we see the dew points are pretty high uh, in the Northeast and Mid Atlantic states, and of course where they usually are high down in the Southeast and the Gulf states, of course. But look at that dry air just kind of pushing eastward, uh, gets in here Friday afternoon. The uh, dew point on the GFS in New York City is at 56. That's at two o'clock in the afternoon. Let's just, let's say that's a that's rushing it. It still means the dry air gets here for Friday evening. Dew points in the 40s on Saturday, 40s to low 50s on Sunday, and even on Monday, Monday morning, we still have dew points in the in the mid and upper 50s, and then they get up close to 60 by Monday afternoon. And, of course, with that next front getting hung up, yeah, there's a lot of dry air. There, there's a lot of uh, low dew points uh, back across the Great Lakes and into western New York and, and into Ohio, but they're going to have a tough time pushing southward because that front's not going to be able to get through. And then as the trough digs down into the middle Mississippi Valley, come Wednesday and Thursday, those dew points come right back up, and we're just going to have to wait for that whole system to get out of the way before uh, we get back into some drier air. Right, right. And I'm just looking at the chat board here, people uh, asking uh, uh, questions. Uh, uh, one question, how long have Mrs. Rayo and I have been together? We've actually been together. We, we first met at a weather service, private weather office, 
uh, in Flushing, Queens back in 1980, would you believe? Uh, but we uh, tied the knot 36 years ago today. So uh, it's been 36 years and uh, here's to another 36, I, I, would, I would hope. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how, how it all pans out. Somebody wants to know if we had a... You'll see if, if it takes. Italian, if I had an Italian meal today, actually, believe it or not, we, I, I felt in the mood for Chinese food. So we, uh, we had Chinese food with my daughter uh, midday today. Mm. And in fact, uh, had it not been for the sudden turnabout at my uh, son's house, I was just getting ready to sit down at the dinner table upstairs before the show tonight and have my leftover egg roll. So I guess I'll have that after I finish finish the show this evening. See, I've never I, I, I'm kind of an oddity. I don't know why. I it, if if I if I'm somewhere and there's Chinese food there, I will eat it. But I don't think I have ever ever said, you know what? I'm in the mood for Chinese food. It's just it doesn't. It doesn't come up for me. Well, you never liked McGillicuddy Ed Fu Young Joe. No, I, I did not. <laughs> no, I didn't. I made tonight, I, I made um, uh, loin lamb chops. They were about two inches thick in my cast iron skillet with curry butter. And they were outstanding. Although I will honestly tell you that anytime I have lamb chops, I always think of the I Love Lucy episode where they were in the restaurant and Lucy keeps changing her, her mind. And she says to Frank Nelson, who's playing the uh, the waiter, right. after had changed her mind about what to eat. So this time she wants lamb chops. And she says, and can you tell them, you know, it's something to the effect of, can you tell them to make cut, cut off the fat and make them lean? And Frank Nelson says, would you like me to parade the lambs in front of you, madam, so that you can pick out the, your own ch- <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a Burns and Allen. It's a radio skit where um, uh, the waiter uh, is asking, you know, George Burns and Gracie Allen for what they would like at the uh, at the restaurant, and um, Gracie Allen says, "I'd like lamb chops," and the uh, the waiter says, "Madame will like the lamb chops. We serve them with uh, little paper panties." He said, and she says, "Doesn't don't your legs get cold?" <laughs> Dear Gracie, uh, <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, Johnny Quest had asked me, Joe, uh, he was asking about uh, the typhoons in in the Pacific because we've had instances where we've talked about these typhoons in the Pacific and how they can create, you know, a, a roller coaster of changes throughout the Pacific and eventually downstream into the United States. And in fact, I... I I, I didn't look to see what the names of the typhoons were, but I'm, you can follow them on the model on the lower left is a, a rather strong typhoon that goes uh, west of Japan and into China and then turns northwestward from there. There's a follow-up uh, system that uh, comes in uh, for uh, over the weekend and actually clips southernmost uh, Japan and goes into China in virtually the s- same spot. And then eventually that turns northeastward and heads up uh, and then just disappears and gets absorbed in, in what's what's up in the Gulf of Alaska, I, I suppose. But I don't see, usually if they're going to be pattern changers, they recurve east of Japan and then head up toward the Gulf of Alaska. So I don't know that this is going to you know create any kind of, uh, uh, of pattern switch. Uh, the other thing I did notice when I looked at the Pacific pattern 
uh, and the pattern over the United States. There's a lot of amplitude here uh, in the uh, overall pattern, Joe, in the Pacific. When I say amplitude, folks, I mean deep troughs and strong ridges. So not only do we have a, a, a very deep trough here uh, in the United States, and this is the one for the middle of next week, but then you have a strong upper high along the West Coast, and you've got a deep upper low in the Aleutians that uh, goes uh, the, the trough hanging southward. Another big ridge off the coast of Japan and another deep trough uh, when you go back into China. Bottom line is we don't have this ruler fire hose west to east flow across the Pacific uh, at the moment. And, and we do have these, you know, whenever you have amplitude like this, uh, it, it can uh, it can pose problems with storminess if these troughs, again, if they line up with some kind of tropical system. Uh, but for now, it's just the troughs. We don't have any tropical systems specifically that that uh, that we're looking at that are going to pull that are going to combine with any of the, the trough that's going to be developing in the U.S. Well, um, it it still looks though that the first two weeks of September, according to uh, the Climate Prediction Center, still has us at or above normal. But uh, then they they are suggesting that we're going to see a drop off in the temperature finally for the second half. Of, so maybe it'll be one of those 50-50 uh, Septembers. I mean, I know the last five have been abnormally mild or warm, but maybe this year we'll actually uh, see uh, a little bit of a change coming by the time we get to the middle part of uh, this month. But it's going to take that take a while for that trough to kind of edge in our direction. We're on the warm side, at least for the first week or two, and then uh, hopefully things will change toward a cooler and more refreshing weather regime for the latter part of the uh, month of September. I can't believe it's September already. My I goodness. know. And <clears throat> the, uh, the, the, the uh, temperatures are going to start, the normals are going to start falling at a degree or so every three or four days soon. That's going to be nice. I did like you notice, that. By the way, did you notice, by the way, on the, uh, on the moss, uh, tabular moss uh, values that uh, it's that time of the year, they, they reinserted the uh, probability of snow, snow, ice, ice pellets, and, 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 and freezing rain. Because that, 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 is, that is taken away, I think, uh, at the end of May. Yeah, and, uh, and they then pop it back it. in. Now they popped it right back in. So we have an extra large or a larger mass of numbers to look at now. Because And, of course, the snow and the ice pellet and the freezing rain is always zero, zero, zero across the board. Right. They're just getting ready. They're, they're well, you ready. know what? It, it, it's only about eight, eight and a half short weeks until we get to um, uh, uh, November. So uh, it'll be here before you know it. Yep. So yep. so listen, let's cut the show short tonight because, you know, you have your anniversary. Uh, and um, well, I did notice one thing. One, one of, I think Paul Roman uh, asked a question about the asteroid uh, that uh, – Asteroid 2011 ES4 flying through the uh, Earth-Moon system. This is amazing, Joe. An asteroid coming between the Earth oh, and the Moon. I wanted to know about the asteroid. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, dear. You know what that said? <laughs> sounded like you were being paged in the middle of a stadium. <laughs> You can't get better service than no, this. No, you certainly can't. <laughs> Listen. Thank you, thank you, dear. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah. The, the asteroid. asteroid. 
the asteroid passing <laughs> between the Earth and the Moon, actually only about 72,000 miles from the Earth, 30 meters in diameter. That's about 90 or 100 feet wide. If you remember, back in 2013, there was an asteroid that blew up over Siberia. And uh, the, the only damage that that caused was the sonic boom that accompanied that uh, created uh, such a loud bang that um, you know people's homes, the, the, the windows in people's homes shattered because of uh, that. That's interesting. You see the thing in the sky, and three minutes later, the sound reaches you. Boom! Uh, the, this asteroid that is passing by now or today, about the same size as that asteroid, but th the difference is this one will not interact with the Earth, thank God. Um, and actually, you also knocked down uh, parts of buildings in six uh, Russian cities in Siberia when it exploded in the atmosphere east of the uh, Ural Mountains. So thankfully, uh, this asteroid, uh, 20, uh, 2014, 2011 ES4, will not, repeat, will not hit the Earth, Paul. It will not interact with the Earth, at least for now. Maybe next time, but uh, not, not for time. now. It would not dare to do that on my anniversary. Well, all right. <laughs> I've well, already got one problem with my son's house. I don't need an asteroid right now to enter the atmosphere. No, it's a highly inconvenient break, time. Break buildings and windows or whatever. All right, so look, you go in and have your, your dinner. And, and my egg roll. Go have your egg roll and enjoy your evening. And uh, Joe and I will be back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>